You are listening to the Unlikely Felon Podcast, episode number 13. Welcome to the Unlikely Felon Livestream. This show is peppered with humor, entertains with inspiration, and presents real solutions to post-traumatic recovery. Here is your host, author, speaker, and mistake maker, W.C. Young. Welcome to the show. I hope you're having a good a good week. Been a, a busy week. Last weekend, we actually, on Saturday, my littles, I call them uh, my littles, my younger two kids, they played in six sporting events on Saturday, which I think was a record for us. Three volleyball games. Uh, my boy plays for the uh, middle school, and they finished third uh, in their league. And then uh, my daughter played two soccer games, and my boy also played a soccer game as well. So six events. So it's amazing these days if you have kids and you're doing sports or or music or cheer, all all that good stuff, how busy you are. But, uh, oh, man, I also have, I want to cover an article from CNET, but I thought we'd get into uh, need for approval, in particular, high need for approval. And I think that was something that got us in trouble during our case and with caregiving. And you like Kay always loves when I say us, but I'll say me. Uh, but I want to talk about what that looks like. And I don't think most people even know what they're doing or that they're doing this or have it. I, I like to call it the disease of high need for approval. I, let me talk about that article. So I'm, I'm reading in CNET and it was talking about astronomers, how they found, or actually they now have an image of a, a black hole in the Milky Way. So I guess uh, two, in 2019, they found the first image of a black hole. And I guess they use telescopes from all over the world. I don't know how they do this, but they found this. Now, recently, they found this image of a black hole in our Milky Way. So my brain started to hurt as I'm reading this thing because I said it took 26,000 years for the image to get to us. Okay. And this actual black hole is 55 million light years away. So an object traveling towards us would take 50 five million light years to get to us. So I mean, my brain starts to hurt when I, when I think about it. It also said that this particular black hole is 6.5 billion times the size of our sun. You know, and we, we worry about all kinds of problems and challenges on this world, but anyways, try to get that your head around that. It's an article again in CNET. Good stuff. I have no idea. I guess they have 11 telescopes around the world that work together to figure this out, but it's way over my head. So today I also had uh, more uh, really good review on the book. Just a quick review from Kathy in the Southern United States. She said, great information. I had no idea things were so complicated with paperwork and caring for aging relatives. Thank you, Mr. Young. No, thank you. I really, I'm so grateful for the feedback and the sales of the books for the book. I know there's so many choices, just tons of books out there. And I'm so grateful that people are buying this one. So on today's show, what is that emotional state about when we talk about a high need for approval? And I call it a disease, but uh, we're going to figure out if you have it and then talk about some cures, right? Because once we define it, maybe we get into uh, not only helping you understand what it is, but what are some ways that it might be holding you back from your personal comeback? And this week's What We Should Have Done segment, talk a little bit about Graham's approval process. And, and then real briefly, I want to touch on burial plans only because people don't think about this stuff. And especially in the caregiving process, this can be a complete nightmare. And we definitely had some struggles with it. Inspiration from Deborah Young, uh, just an incredibly emotional story going on right now in the, uh, if you've got a chance to see her 
successful podcast producer, journalist, author, and just how she's handling uh, incredible difficult situation. And then in the end, what are the cures for that disease? That uh, What are those cures for the high need for approval disease, as I call it? And maybe the big question is, how do you know if you have it, right? It, here's what it looks like. First of all, it's it's taking any sort of disagreement personally. And even taking another step is you not only take it personally, but then it ends up changing your point of view or you start to adapt your beliefs and things. Or as I like to say, it's that getting along, uh, going along to get along, right? Whether it's discussing politics or religion or business economics, even the last couple of years with the virus and the pandemic is someone takes this disagreement personally. And then not only that, but then they, they change their view because of it. The second thing that you, you can identify whether you have this need for approval and what level it is, is your fear of any type of criticism. And we see this on social media. We see this where it might be the biggest one, right? Because when you're a kid or a young adult, someone pushes back on you. They tell you no or they use the word don't. And suddenly those become really bad words to you and it really affects you mentally. So whenever you hear it, or it even starts to sound like criticism, boom, you go into this weird kind of emotional state. Next one would be gaining attention by talking about others. Again, social media, if you're doing that, you're gaining that attention. It's some way of getting your own approval, uh, not standing up for yourself, or what are your true beliefs? That's a big one. Number five would be afraid to say no for fear of disapproval. People, you even see this in the sales process where somebody's dealing with a, a salesperson and they don't want to say no. I don't want to hurt their feelings or I don't want to cause any problems. And actually, people need to hear the word no a lot of times so they can move on to the yeses, right? But again, you don't want that disapproval. Uh, pretending to know or understand something, this got me in trouble during our case. And even with the caregiving is I tried to kind of fake it to where... I knew, I, I thought I knew all this stuff or telling myself I did and I didn't. Again, approval, people would approve of me. I'm really smart. I understand this process, even though I had never been involved in a lot of different parts of it. Seventh thing is appearing to agree with, to agree with someone. And I see this a lot because I, I read people's emotions and physically, a lot of times in their faces and what they're doing. So this is uh, agreeing with someone verbally or non-verbally when you really don't. I call them the good actors. Eight is uh, not complaining when you've received some sort of bad service or bad customer service or your product doesn't work. Uh, my wife's always on me about that. She's like, you need to be, you need to stand up more for those types of things to get better service or better food or whatever it is. And maybe it's more of the tone you use than what you say. And then feeling the need to apologize. Have you ever been around those people? They have a really high need for approval. So they're constantly trying to apologize so that no one disapproves with them. And it, it could drive you completely nuts. And, and probably the last one is expecting compliments or what's a good word, fishing for them, trying to get them. Um, and it, especially again, probably social media, but you see people all the time trying to tell you what they do or what they're good at or I don't know, bragging might be the right word, but it's that need to be approved of. And sometimes people are fishing for it. So these, those are the types of items I just listed that help you identify what, if you do have this, again, this disease of this high need for approval. So let me get into, and we're going to talk about some cures, some potential, um, things that can help you there a little bit later in the, what we should have done segment again, grandma's approval process. And maybe, um, it was her need for a combination of 
things being conditional. You ever hear that kind of people do things because it's based on a condition or at that moment. And and here's what I mean. I, I write in the book, a, a TV in the corner next to the wood fireplace was usually showing PBS classics like the Lawrence Welk show or maybe some boring kids VHS movie. Everybody remember VHSs? <laughs> For obvious reasons, I preferred to watch Private School starring Phoebe Cates. Anybody seen that? Or uh, The Blue Lagoon with Brooke Shields. But Graham limited us to those wholesome Disney films like The Apple Dumpling Gang. And this is this is where we would actually spend lots of weekends with Graham and Gramps. And, um, and the connection that I had with Graham was, was so important. I continue, that red table doubled as a game center, psychiatrist couch. Weekends were filled with deep conversations between the four of us while our parents were off doing God knows what. Graham and Gramps had this incredible way of getting us to open up. We didn't really notice because we were having fun while they were asking us questions about all types of subjects. Sadie, who was my sister, and I talked. Graham and Gramps listened, I write. I mean, really listened. They made eye contact and they used follow-up questions. I wish they would have taught um, workshops and seminars, but just incredible. And this was different than being with our parents, but Graham had this conditional side to her. If you did what she wanted, she approved of you. If you didn't, eh, kind of look out. And as I thought about it, I think that's what happened with my mom and, and their relationship where my mom ran into trouble is always trying to have this need to be approved by her. Can she get Graham's approval? And she just never could. And it was like the more she tried, the worse the situation uh, ended up getting to. So I mentioned just touching on some burial issues real quick. And, and this was something we didn't stay on top of. And after Graham passed away in particular, we had to scramble a little bit. And so just some real quick things to consider. Um, pre-planning. Uh, what are the benefits? You get it done. You get it all in writing. You have the person make their plans. And you're probably not too young to do this, but um, there's actually a church out of the Midwest. They have I want to say it's it's five different steps to having a uh, a plan for burial and and for what that looks like, even the ceremony, all that good stuff. Maybe getting the process. The second thing is getting the process prepaid. Don't need to worry about the funds. And then third is just updating your will. And even if it's jotting on a piece of paper and again signing it, but keeping those things updated because as the person you're caregiving for gets older, it's only going to get harder to have those types of conversations. Maybe put a task together for once a year. You talk about it and you just do a, a quick update. Just a quick break to let you know that today's podcast is sponsored by the Amazon Associates Program, which is one of the largest affiliate networks in the world that helps content creators, publishers and website owners monetize their traffic. Inspiration this week, I mentioned Deborah James. Just uh, not going to go through the whole story with you, but uh, someone who is who's been successful as a podcaster, journalist, uh, writing books, doing different things, really talking about people, helping lift people up. And she was diagnosed with a form of col- uh, colon cancer about five years ago, and she's battled it and battled it and tried all kinds of different things. And it's been interesting as she's put inputted things in her blog and and talked about it. And it's so amazing to me when someone goes through this sort of situation. And I again, try to live my life each day coming back from a trauma and, and a, a dramatic thing, obviously not as bad as what she's going through. I'm sure she'd trade spots with me any day of the week and twice on Tuesdays, but now she's going into hospice. And as she, uh, I actually read her 
an interview she did a couple of days ago and, and looking at some of her last posts here of, of just dealing with death and, and how much she loves, loved her life, loves her life and her family and her kids, her husband, friends, all that good stuff. But she's really being a role model for people dealing with cancer and, and how we really need to, um, we need to target, we need to figure this out with cancer. I think it's 650,000 people die every year. And I know there were a lot of people who died from the pandemic, but nothing like cancer. And so anyways, I just, I really love her inspiration of how she's dealing with it and coping with it and being strong and showing her kids who are, I believe are 12 and 14 and her husband and, and other relatives, just what it's like to stay strong and keep going through this. So just God bless her and her family as she, uh, goes through this whole thing. And then last today, um, courage is all about taking action. Courage requires discipline, vitality, and guts to face those tasks in your profession that makes you feel uncomfortable. This is a quote from David Sandler. If you guys know the the Sandler sales system, credible sales system for anybody selling anything, and, and almost every trainer out there is probably... Uh, it has a tree branch that goes back to David and his incredible stuff. But I think that's one of the things you need to figure out as far as you have to have that courage to overcome, again, a high need for approval. And we all have a certain level. I think most of us are kind of medium to high, but let's uh, let's look at what that cure might be in just five quick steps. So first of all, is analyze where you're at and where it started. Again, probably childhood, but think back to some of the situations, again, trauma or experiences you had where somebody told you no, or they pushed back, or they told you you weren't good enough, or whatever it was. And it affected, it could have affected your relationship then, but now you've carried it through, right? Again, so take a look back at what those are. Number two, let yourself accept that that concept of either rejection, criticism of somebody putting you down, because if the the lower your need for approval, the less you get concerned. And and I know what it's like because I have a high need and I have to battle all the time. When I get negative criticism, whether about this podcast or about the book or whatever it might be, I, I don't like your voice. It's not exciting enough. It's too slow or it's too fast, right? But it's, uh, <laughs> I should actually do a podcast probably about this one. But people, they limit, they really limit themselves so much because of that criticism. Third step do you have a growth type mindset? I know we talk about that all the time, but you got to keep continuously working on it, improving it and learning. And in fact, in the book Mindset, the psychologist Carol Dweck, Dweck, I believe is how you say her name. She's got actually several really good books. She talks about how those who had positive striving attitudes towards developing skills and abilities were most likely to reach their ultimate potential and and really and it helps them reduce their need for approval she she termed it growth mindset her work showed that those who regard feedback or criticism as a sign of of failure or you're not enough or disapproval would always be limited in their actual overall achievements and then in their lifetime growth and then four Step four, how do we cure this disease? It's not all about results, which is a tough one for me because I've often been the, uh, the saying, the means, the, the means justify the ends sort of person, right? As long as we get the result, as long as we win, as long as we make the money, as long as we fill in the blank, right? And so that makes it tough for you because now your, your approval is based on whatever that result is, whether you quote win or lose. And, and, and so and you hear this all the time. You really want to fall in love with the process and, and what is the process 
that you have and how can you fall in love? We'll talk more about this over the next couple of weeks because uh, I think it's a good topic as well. And then lastly, it's about you and your beliefs and what you stand for and really being strong and practicing that because you're entitled to your own thoughts, right? Your own opinions, your own beliefs, whatever it is. I love talking about religion. I love talking about um, all the things you're not supposed to talk about. Uh, what's the other one? Um, of course, politics. <laughs> the brain, my brain froze. Politics, religion, um, economics, all of these different things that um, you're not supposed to talk about. But it really strengthens my beliefs. And I think, again, it's your tone and how you talk about it versus necessarily what you say. And you, and here's the deal, too. You, you might see the world differently, right? We all do. It doesn't mean that you're right or you're wrong, but it's just about you being who you are. So thank you so much for, again, joining me today. I know you got a lot of choices, and I appreciate you downloading the podcast, listening to it, keep the feedback coming. Just so, so great to connect because we all, we, we all do have a certain level of a need for approval. Maybe look at yours, whether it's high or um, if you're lucky and it's low, good for you. If it's, if it's high like me, there's some things that you can do to reduce that. But is it time? Is it time to, to reduce your lower level, to get you down those lower levels when it comes to approval? It'll help your life, help you accomplish those goals. So go out and have a great week. Do all the things you need to do. This is WC Young. Remember, sometimes the best way to help the world is to make mistakes. Goodbye for now. If you enjoyed this cast, you must check out the website, unlikelyfelon.com. You can buy WC's new book, sign up for the newsletter, and see his speaking engagement schedule.